0: As such, while yes, maybe she is partial to Edgar, Glenda feels there is at least one major reason to be, his experience almost always neatly matches her own. He's the kind of guy that would keep his lips zipped about these individuals, but if you asked, as a confidential, business-related inquiry, will admit his own take on the situation. She brought up Pat one day to him, and Edgar chuckled, said that Di Stazio reminded him of kid in high school who would have had his papers sticking every which way out of a trapper keeper clearly a runaway mess, with papers visibly falling out behind him in the hall and some even with dirty shoe prints upon them, who would then nonetheless constantly disagree with teachers who accused him of being disorganized and losing his homework all the time. There's one other additional angle of interest, validating their connection. As chance has it, the woman that Edgar originally replaced in this AP position, Kathy Ames, has recently returned to the company, in a part-time rollover in R. On a couple of occasions while training Glenda, Edgar had made passing reference to some procedures as taught to him by Kathy, which he decided didn't make all that much sense, for which he figured out an improvement. Not to bust her out, only by way of comparison, so that Glenda could see the difference, and why they were doing things in a certain manner. Upon Kathy's return, this has now led to some reciprocal, similar exchanges, in passing, even though they don't work in the same department. As in, Kathy, who is nothing else extremely outgoing and chatty, happened to walking past Glenda's desk, and squealed a little amused if perplexed laugh, stopped and leapt to the task, unbidden, to show Glenda how she, Kathy Ames, used to do this, the preferred method. Except that thus far, Glenda has never found any reason to favor a Kathy method in place of an Edgar method. For the record, she likes Kathy a lot, thinks she is a really sweet, often comical, and highly entertaining person. However, she also happens to be someone who routinely makes things much more difficult and complicated than they need to be, in this regard, she Kathy a great deal in common with Ralph Hedges, the vitamin manager at Arcadia, who, well, would take days to properly discuss. Edgar had mentioned that Kathy just loves to talk, and would therefore rather spend 15 minutes on the phone with every vendor, all day long, instead of dashing off a quick email. That's one thing, related to personal preferences and productivity, Regarding these infamous now and later handwritten remarks on the invoices, though, which were one of the first procedures Edgar chucked, one of the first, therefore, which Kathy had felt compelled to jump in to show Glenda, she has to agree with him. This is a total waste of time. Now, see what I used to do is, and which you might want to do too, although I guess Edgar didn't teach you this. Is okay. You'll get to where you can just look at an invoice and know which vendor it came from, whether they're on terms or whether we gotta pay em right away. But until then, okay, you can kinda glance at the front and see, okay, it says they're net 30, Kathy demonstrates by running a long, midnight blue painted fingernail downset invoice, a Universal Foods one that Glenda's processing, until reaching that spot, so then, what you do is, flip the invoice over and write later on the back, see? Then after I get through the entire stack, then it's real easy, see, to sort through and file them in two separate files, the ones we gotta pay now, and the ones we're paying later. She batted her eyelashes and looked at Glenda with a broad, expectant smile, clearly hoping that Glenda would recognize the brilliance of this scheme. The only problem with this is that, maybe it's conditioning, but she leans toward Edgar's side of this debate, if you know on-site which pile they go into, then why this need to flip them over it and write the destination upon them? Or if you're still unsure and have to visually scan the invoice to see what type of vendor this is, if you're doing that anyway— why not just go ahead and sort it into the correct pile after you determine this? Instead of handwriting a destination on hundreds of invoices every week, then sorting them out after that? I mean, I guess you could theoretically make a case that this is just marking the invoice as received, Edgar had dryly intoned to Glenda, explaining this side of the debate all those months ago, except we're already doing that with a coding stamp on front. That's how you know it's been processed. Edgar himself is pretty funny a lot of the time, once you really get to know him. However, she understands, and even he is aware, why he is perceived as being somewhat humorless and by the books around here. In many respects, it's a matter of survival. He did admit once that a handful of them were cautioned by HR to maybe tone it down with some of the more outrageous emails they were sending to one another. Also, he was once suspended for an on-site altercation with a couple Delhi employees, and instructed to kindly chill out in person as well. But for the most part, it's a reaction to the chaos and hysteria, to make a point of slowing things down and patiently explaining exactly what's going on, his impression of the ideal response. She often turns to him for questions that have nothing to do with what is technically his job, because he is one of the few who seems to know what in God's name is going on around that place. This is a combination, he says, of trial and error, putting out previous fires during even more chaotic times, as difficult a statement as this is to comprehend and the fact that he has to interact with not just all four stores but also the accounting department up here as well. His self-professed interest in nerdy details, and the odd splashes here and there of previous experience. Regarding some of these particulars regarding her own position, okay, sure, she has enough experience herself to make a few judgment calls, quite naturally. For example just about every department at every store, at least those which have any need for ordering something from Alfredson's, has reams of credits sitting out there, routinely. For whatever reason these constantly turn up as missing. Something about those pages has the look of an inconsequential piece of paper, like a packing slip or thereabouts, which surely plays a part. Yet for the first handful of months, she routinely applied these where they belonged, until realizing that nobody, anywhere, seemed to have any clue about their presence. Employees were unfailingly surprised every time she mentioned such. Glenda now plays favorites with these credits, so to speak. Whoever is in her good graces gets this added little cherry on top, as she applies the credit to that department, files it and moves on. Suffice to say, Disastro has not often found himself the lucky recipient of this boost to his bottom line, if ever. Otherwise, yes, she tries to stay off the phone. Kathy might enjoy the endless jaw exercise, but Glenda considers it much more work, while simultaneously a lot less efficient. It feels like screwing off, because it is, and she noted long ago that screwing off on the job made for, paradoxically, a much longer work day than just zeroing in and focusing upon your job. It's probably no exaggeration that she's saving half a day every week by sending out emails in lieu of making phone calls. And the elimination of those now and letter scribbles wipes out the other half.